Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hello, guys. Welcome to today's program. It is August the 21st. It's about five o'clock in the evening central standard time. I have spoken with both of my brothers that are in Southern California. One is in Palm Springs and they got hit pretty hard. Um, other brother is in uh, Thousand Oaks and uh, so far so good for them. Uh, everybody is okay. Praise God. Everything is good. But uh, they did get hit and I do believe they're going to get hit again today. Um, and so if you guys, did you ever watch Bob Newhart? And my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. That's what it sounds like when I said my other brother, Damon. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, um, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, we have a couple things to talk about, two articles I want to talk to you guys about today. So we uh, will discuss, speaking of flooding in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium is flooded just months after mocking God. This is by Anthony Scott posted today and you can find that at thegatewaypundit.com and uh, number two uh, comes from harbingersdaily.com by Mark Hitchcock posted August the 17th could an agreement between Saudi Arabia and Israel pave the way for the Antichrist covenant with many hmm could be hmm, we'll have to stay tuned and you guys have to listen to uh to see if that's the case. So we're going to pick up where we left off and we're in chapter five of Ephesians and we will read the first half of chapter five with Ephesians. And so this is walk in love and we're going to read chapter five verses one through 14. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as it is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this, you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Walk in light, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light therefore he says awake you who sleep arise from the dead and christ will give you light and we will finish this on walk in wisdom and we will end uh with that if i can get my my software is not working i'm not sure i'm recording um the screen today because i want to put this up on uh, YouTube. I want to put this up on my YouTube and my Rumble channel. So I'm recording the screen. If you guys used to watch my old, old um, 
uh, YouTube channel before YouTube struck me down because, you know, I was telling the truth, very controversial, and they don't like you calling out Satanists in Hollywood, apparently. <laughs> Even was from the 80s, uh, you know. But anyway, and telling people the truth about the jab and all kinds of good stuff like that, they just uh, completely deleted my channel and everything I had on it. But I used to do this a lot. I used to uh, do the podcast, and I would record my screen, and uh, I had a little bitty thumbnail of me down on the bottom, you know, and I'd throw it up on my YouTube channel. And I'm doing that again today, but I have no thumbnail picture of me because nobody really needs to see me. Uh, you know, it's not about that. It's all about the Word of God and about the truth and about headlines and what's really going on. So I know a lot of people say, well, if you don't show your face, well, then, you know, you're like you're trying to be like uh, like secret. No, I'm not. Nobody needs to see this face. Trust me. I have a face for radio. I have a face for podcasting. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll just put it at that. Nobody needs to see that. I would rather you guys see the screen uh, and see what's going on. So we are looking at right here, Harbinger's Daily today. So could an agreement between Saudi Arabia and Israel pave the way for the Antichrist covenant with many? This is by Mark Hitchcock. So he says, one of the key events of the end times is a coming peace treaty between Israel and her neighbors, which the coming Antichrist will broker. We read about this in Daniel 9.27, and he, the Antichrist, referred to in the previous verse as the prince that shall come, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, one set of seven years and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice in the oblation to cease and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate he says there's a lot to unpack in this first one uh, the antichrist is going to make a covenant or a treaty with the many in israel for a seven-year period of time in the middle of that seven years he's going to put an end to sacrifices and offerings which can only happen in a rebuilt temple and then he says, at the temple, he'll set up an abomination that causes desolation. The Antichrist will enter the temple declaring that he is God and will set up an image in the temple that people must worship in order to buy or sell. That's Revelation chapter 13. He says, the first part of this passage tells us that he will confess a covenant with Israel for seven years. Bible translations differ, saying he will make a covenant, compel a covenant, or make a strong covenant. Some take it as a covenant that already exists, while others suggest the Antichrist will compel this covenant, bringing the parties to the table or to get yeah, to the table and giving them a take it or leave it deal. Whatever the exact meaning, there's one thing that's clear: the Antichrist is going to forge a sweeping peace agreement between Israel and her neighbors. That's going to have to do with the temple. Mount area in Israel renewing its sacrifices. This event will mark the start of the seven-year tribulation. Recent events strikingly foreshadow this uh, coming peace compact, he says. Uh, August the 13th was the third anniversary of the announcement of the Abraham Accords, which were ratified the following month. These arrangements heralded a new beginning of peace in the Middle East as several Arab nations agreed to normalize relations with Israel says the, first, the previous five American presidents tried everything they could with Palestinian leaders and failed. Finally, that streak was broken with the Abraham Accords, which resulted in the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan all signing peace treaties or normalized relations with Israel. That added to Israel's peace treaty with Egypt in 1979 and, or, and uh, Jordan in 1994, bringing the current total to six neighboring nations. So, the, quote, big fish is clearly Saudi Arabia. Prime Minister Netanyahu has called the normalization of relations with Saudi Arabia and Israel the deal of the century. Last week, a top Israeli 
diplomat said that a normalization agreement would be a historic opportunity for a peace process that will change the face of the Middle East in the whole world. That's a dramatic statement in light of Bible prophecy. Uh, Mark says, I agree. I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm working overnights tonight, so <laughs> trying to stay awake. So anyway, a lot of headlines about this are very striking to me. He says, Times of Israel, Foreign Minister Kohan to Arabic outlet. Israel will make gestures to Palestinians for Saudi deal. Israel is willing to make some concessions to the Palestinians to make this deal happen. Times of Israel. Quote, any deal must be done before Biden leaves office, Israel reportedly tells Saudis. Mm. They believe that uh, they believe this is going to happen before President Biden leaves office, which obviously doesn't give us a lot of time, he says. Times of Israel. Quote, leading Saudi uh, columnist says it's highly likely peace with Israel is possible. And the Wall Street Journal says uh, headlines, Saudis agree with U.S. on path to normalize uh, kingdoms ties with Israel. Subtitle, officials are negotiating details of agreement they hope to cement within 9 to 12 months, though obstacles remain, unquote. Mark says, while some say there's no fixed timetable, the U.S. wants to wrap all of this up by next March. He says, you can imagine the political reasons. This would be a huge feather in the cap for President Biden to be able to be in the Middle East or in the middle of this deal or take credit for it. There are several serious obstacles to all of this. One is the current turmoil in Israel. Saudi Arabia will likely wait on the sidelines until Israel can figure out or to figure out things out internally. The other major obstacle, as always, is the Palestinian question. What's going to happen with the Palestinians? What's Israel going to have to give up? What's Saudi's, uh, Saudi Arabia is going to demand to have normalization relations? Last Saturday, Saudi uh, Arabia's ambassador to Jordan, uh, pres- sorry, folks, presented his credentials to begin serving as Saudi Arabia's first ever non-resident ambassador to Palestinian or to Palestine. Is this simply Saudi Arabia checking a box with the Palestinians before normalizing relations with Israel? Hmm. The New York Times uh, reported, and I quote, Saudi Arabia has appointed its first envoy to the Palestinian administration in the Israeli-occupied West Bank, a move widely seen as linked to efforts led by the United States to forge diplomatic ties between Saudi Arabia and Israel. The announcement came amid escalations Uh, efforts by the United States to establish formal relations for the first time between Israel and Saudi Arabia. It also followed speculations in Israel that Saudi Arabia, which has long opposed enacting formal ties until the Israeli-Palestinian conflict um, has been resolved, might now be prepared to do so without Israel's providing the Palestinians with greater autonomy. So, uh, Mark continues and he says the fact that Saudi Arabia has placed his on this envoy in the Palestinian Authority area suggests they may be backing off of making demands that Israel give the Palestinians greater author- uh, greater autonomy. This opens the door and paves the way for this agreement between Israel and Saudi Arabia to take place. There are a lot of moving parts to this agreement. The U.S. additionally wants Saudi Arabia to roll back some of its growing ties with China, which of course would help the United States. This peace process may be compiled and fraught with difficulties, but the fact that it is even being discussed is astounding, he says. Who would have believed a few years ago 
this would even be a possibility. But now here we are with this prophetic scenario lining up. The next event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. Sometime after the rapture, the Antichrist is going to catapult uh, onto the world scene, and his major breakthrough will be to broker the comprehensive peace deal for Israel that allows the Jews to rebuild the temple and offer sacrifices. The Antichrist will probably get the Nobel Peace Prize and be the Times Person of the Year, he says. We're not there yet, but here on the third anniversary of these April have accords uh, with momentum building for peace between Saudi Arabia and Israel. The stage is more set than ever before. The rapture will move the final pieces into place. The Antichrist will rise into the chaos uh, and aftermath of the rapture to bring calm. And part of that will be this Middle East peace deal. We are witnessing the setup for that coming treaty right before our eyes. He says, I don't know about you, he says, but I consider it a great privilege to live in these times. It's incredible to see the things that are prophesied so clearly in the Bible. My prayer for myself and all of us is that we will live faithfully in light of the rapture because all the signs are pointing to it coming very soon. And I agree absolutely folks it's coming it can come in at any minute it can come before i finish this sentence and um wow what a what a wonderful surprise that would be tiny we always have to be ready always always and the other article that i wanted to talk to you guys about tonight was um dodger stadium flooded <laughs> just months after mocking god Oh, goodness, guys, this is by Anthony Scott, and you can check it out on thegatewaypundit.com, posted today, uh, August 21st. So, the Los Angeles Dodgers had their latest game against the Miami Marlins canceled after Hurricane Hillary caused Dodger Stadium to flood. Hurricane Hillary hit California on Sunday and has resulted in widespread flooding, mudslides, and high winds. Authorities have stated that the worst is yet to come, and Governor Gavin Newsom has issued a state of emergency. An aerial video of Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium was posted on X and showed the entire stadium surrounded by high waters. Ha! So interesting. Mm. And you can watch the video, which, um, well, you know what? We'll go, well, I would play it, um, but all you're going to hear is a chopper in the background. Um, but yeah, you can kind of get a glimpse of it. It says, rings of water surround a Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles after a tropical storm. Uh, Hillary blanketed the area. I'll scroll down here so you guys can see it. If you're going to watch this on uh, my YouTube channel right here, wild scene at Dodger Stadium today. Baseball history nut posted on his Twitter. And he says, uh, Jack Posse says, God will not be mocked. Absolutely. And per Newsweek, the Major League Baseball game between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Miami Marlins was rearranged due to the arrival of Hurricane Hillary in California in the extent of the floodwater it created can be seen in an incredible video. A video shared on X, formerly known as Twitter, taken from a helicopter flying over Dodger Stadium shows the sporting arena as an island in the middle of rising water. The video clip has been viewed over 248,000 times since it was uploaded on Sunday evening Pacific time and is an eye-opening documentation of the devastating impact of Hurricane Hillary on the state. And you guys can uh, just see how that went from there um, as their stadium is flooded underwater. Oh, kind of reminiscent of the days of Noah. <laughs> oh, you guys. So a lot of stuff happening in the news today. Just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder that we should always, always be looking for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is coming to take us out of here. 
And, uh, you know, my pastor uh, is going through the book of James. We started that last Sunday. And then this Sunday we were reading through James as well. And so uh, let me pull this up for you guys because, you know, a lot of folks may have um, maybe going through trials and and tribulations as well. And I do want to know, I'm very excited. I know I'm very excited. I I did order the Legacy Standard Bible, uh, the wide margin, large print so excited um anyway and that should be here good lord one tomorrow so i am so excited about that but i do uh want to read you guys the uh it's lsb i'm gonna top it up here the lsb um bible online and uh there is this is from if you're if you're not familiar with the master seminary which is john macarthur's uh school seminary that he started uh, of course grace to you and all that wonderful stuff they are um the expositors of this Bible, and this is uh, this is the one that they have um, uh, edited, and I love it. Um, you know, the only other version that um, says the bond servant, which is slave of Jesus Christ, would be the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and you can't find that in print anymore. So, if you would like to get the HSCB, you would have to do so through eBay. Um, you can go through eBay. Do not buy the CSB. Uh, heretical if you ask me just saying no absolutely do not but the hcsb is a wonderful version but the lsb the legacy standard bible does in fact translate the word bond say a bond servant is slave and that is um that is the way it's supposed to be that's what it's meant so if you don't have that you can go to the biblegateway.com and you can read the legacy standard bible there if you would like to so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over here and I'm going to choose the book of James and we are going to read a little bit out of the book of James, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> there we go. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Okay, so we are going to read. Let me pull the full context, the full chapter up here. Okay, so testing your faith. Uh, this is this is great, you guys. And I'm going to read verses 1. Um, and I read this this morning, uh, doers of the word. So you know what? We're just going to read. Uh, one, we're just going to read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 26. And I pray this is a blessing to you guys. So as much as it blessed me this morning, last week, and last Sunday, when my, uh, and yesterday when my pastor was preaching on this, so it is a blessing to you guys as well. So James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes who are in the dispersion greetings. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith brings about perseverance, and let perseverance have its perfect work, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith, doubting nothing, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But the brother of humble circumstances is to boast in his high position, and the rich man is to boast in his humiliation, because like flowering grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with a scorching heat and weathers the grass and its flowers fall off and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too, the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. 
Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then, when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully matured, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of firstfruits among his creatures." Know this, my beloved brothers, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, laying aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and gentleness, receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But become doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he looked at himself and has gone away, he immediately forgot what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of freedom, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks himself to be religious while not bridling his tongue but deceiving his own heart this man's religion is worthless pure and undefiled religion before our god and father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained by the world folks get in the word of god let the word of god get into you folks Uh, That's the only way to keep ourselves unstained by this wicked world that we are in, but not of. Jesus said we are in this world, but we are not of this world. This is not our home. If you're a believer and you love the Lord Jesus Christ and he is your personal savior, not your mama's savior, not your grandmama's savior, (laughs) your personal savior, then uh, this is not your home. Our, Our home, this isn't our home. Christ is coming to take us home. You know, in John 14, he said that he has gone to prepare a place for us. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. He goes, I've gone to prepare a place for you. If I've gone to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And you know the way, he says. So Jesus Christ is the way. He is the only way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. So remember that when somebody told, there's hundreds of ways to, no, there's not. There is one way. And there's a broad way that leads to hell and many go by it, the Bible says. And the way that leads to life is narrow and few. There'll be that find it, the Bible says. So I hope you're one of the few that have found the narrow path. I don't have to tell you, even if you are a non-believer, you can look around the world and know something, <laughs> something's not right. Uh, you're like, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Folks, the world is falling away. The world is uh, just like the Bible said. 
You know, apostasy would run rampant, which means those who once professed to be Christians have fallen away, which doesn't necessarily mean they were ever true Christians to begin with. Because if you're a true Christian, born again uh, uh, Christian, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you cannot fall away. But the folks that are falling away were never, never saved to begin with. And so they were wolves in sheep's clothing. They were, they had come in by damnable heresies. They came in, uh, just so seductively, you know, but they weren't of us. No, they went out from us, but they were not of us, the Bible says. So be very careful because Jesus told us numerous times, and right here, James as well, and James is the half-brother of Jesus, and he's telling us, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, folks. That is the Apostle Paul talking to us in Ephesians chapter 5, the walk in love that we talked about in the very beginning of this podcast. So what I'm telling you, Get in the Word of God, even if you are not, if you've never read your Bible, if you do not know Jesus Christ, go to the book of Romans, go to the book of Romans and uh, start there. Start the book of Romans and I'm going to tell you, Romans, let's do Romans chapter 8. Yes, let's do Romans. Uh, If I can pull it up here, my computer is going uber slow. If you guys can see this, check it out. I'll tell you. I don't understand, but you know what? It's always like that when you try to do, when you're looking for, uh, to tell people what the word of God, boom, I tell you what, something that always happens. Um, but let's see, we're just going to go, let's just do faith comes by hearing Romans chapter 10. Here we go. So just in order to get back to what I wanted to do, let's see Romans, maybe it's still like this Romans chapter eight, maybe it's, it's operator error. <laughs> not the internet it's just operator error <laughs> the spirit of god dwells in you therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death for what the law could not do weak as it was to the flesh god did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin he condemned sin in the flesh so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who are according to the spirit the things of the spirit for the mind set on the flesh is death but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, but it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh are not able to please God. Folks, I just want you to let, let you guys to know that my air conditioning just all of a sudden stopped working. And I am, whoo boy, sitting here sweating. I tell you, you know, when you start talking about the Lord and read the Bible. You know, if you ever sat down in your chair and start reading and like everything comes to your mind and you can't focus and the doorbell's ringing and phones are going off, dogs barking, anything and everything will happen to distract you from that. Mm, you know what I mean? Kind of like right now, like <laughs> the air's not on, I'm sweating. I'm like, wow, you know, but I'm going to tell you something. 
Chapter 8, verse 9 continues, and he says, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him, which means he doesn't belong to Jesus. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So folks, let me tell you something. The book of Romans is amazing. It's a very good book. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you've never picked up a Bible, nothing. I would say read the book of Romans, read the book of Acts, read the book of John. So read the gospel of John, then read the the book of Acts, and then I would read Romans. Those three books, boom. I'm going to tell you. Those are wonderful, wonderful, good place to start. And even as a seasoned believers who love the Lord so much and love his word, those are always good refreshing books to go through because the Holy Spirit will speak to you, always speaks to you through God's word. Have you noticed that? You could read a verse a hundred times and man, each time the Holy Spirit will speak something different to you. It's amazing. Oh, that's why it's called the living and active word. Whoa. Tell you guys, powerful, powerful. It can cut and heal. I'm telling you what. So today, folks, I'm going to get off of here, but, um, Man, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. And uh, go out there and tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody today about Jesus before it's too late. And um, man, I'll tell you what. All glory to God, you guys. All glory to God. Keep waiting for the great appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you.